Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Galloroff, Buffy the Welcome to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. We are the pop culture professors. That's right. We are smart people talking dumb topics. And who are we? I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. And I'm Lauren Brickman. And believe it or not, we have both taught classes at the collegiate level. Insane. Insane. Uh, But for some reason, we've decided to use our collective academic prowess and apply it exclusively to pop culture prowess. That's right. Um, and, you know, the name of our show, We Stand Together. If you're a new learner or if you just need a refresher, Lauren, what does Stan mean? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, Stan is when you are an obsessive fan of someone or something. You know, so you might say I'm a huge stan for Janet Jackson, which is Perfect. someone I do stand very hard. Perfect or you example. might say, like, I'm a stan for like a couple that you ship, right? Ship being short mm. for relationship. So like I'm a huge stan for Spuffy, you know, Spike and Buffy, as we if you've been listening to the pod, you know this about me. Uh you can also we've decided you can stand things, right? Like we've stand mm-hmm. Sweaters, we've stand. I stand a children's youth acting program not too long ago. So we're, we're out here really pushing the envelope of what stand can mean. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, what are you standing there right now? I've got one just in that vein this week. I'm standing kimchi. No, not the beloved character from Kim's Convenience. Not the beloved drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. But the food kimchi, oh, okay. which you can buy in huge quantities and they're never big enough let me tell you that's a snack you can put it on anything you can eat it by itself i say i cannot have enough are you are you standing a particular brand or like just just the whole i don't even know what what we got in here i mean it's it's literally just tubs i love it i love that wow what are you you standing you know for me this week i'm standing (sighs) I'm re-standing someone that I had forgotten that I loved so much, and that is Sookie Stackhouse, because I have decided to do my first ever rewatch of True Blood. I I watched it all when it originally aired. I was obsessed. Uh, Makes sense. It it makes sense for me. This tracks for me. Absolutely. And you could, yes, of course, Eric was my favorite character. That was who I I shipped him the hardest, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have been re-watching it, and so much happens in the first season like I didn't realize (laughs) how much show took place in the first two seasons like I remember thinking that the show had kind of gone to crazy town and towards the end it kind of lost me but like we're in season two and it's already crazy town and I'm like what don't I remember if this is already happening in season (laughs) two I'm really excited and nervous for this rewatch because I don't think I've ever loved something as much as I've loved True Blood and then just left it alone before. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. That's a distinction. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's partly because like it's it it was premiered when I was an undergrad and then I went to grad school and I feel like my TV viewing was really different. And then I was living with my grandma right out of grad school and I feel like I wasn't wanting to watch True that's Blood in, for grandma. in her home as much. Yeah. I don't know. I just it's weird because most most of the time when I love something, I love it and then I don't let it go. Like like Dawson's Creek, I've watched 10,000 times. Yeah, but I think you're you're right. It's all about the timing with that because mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek both probably aired in full when you were like, um, probably when you were in high school, it pretty finished. So yeah. then your rewatch has been possible on Hulu for a long time too. Yeah. That, those, those years, like 2005 to 2012, they kind of got away from us because yeah. 
they weren't the childhood years for us, but nor do we have the access that we right. have today. Yeah. So thank you, HBO Max, for reminding me of my love for True Blood and so much else. I'm sure you're going to be hearing a lot of stands from me over the next few weeks connected back to HBO Max. We're on a real, <laughs> we're on a journey, me and Max. Um, but you know, you know what I have never fallen out of standom with? Today's guest. Our, our guest today is just a true delight. Please welcome host of the hashtag Podleadum podcast, J.W. Crump. Hello. Hello. Welcome, J.W. <laughs> 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 On our podcast, we do our own air horns all the time. It's yeah. so hard for me to not on any other podcast. We welcome well, that. Yeah. That's the whole reason I booked you today. I heard that air horn and I was like, we got to get that air horn on this show. <laughs> who was the yeah, guy from we didn't Police know how to Academy who, who did Oh, yeah, Michael Winslow. That's, yeah. that's what I do. But just air horn. <laughs> no other thing. But just the one. Yeah. You know, I you're love a specialist. It. You're, you're a master of, you know, what is it? Master of one trade, jack of uh, whatever. <laughs> we am really on a roll the last few episodes of not being able to speak, which I don't consider a core competency of a podcast host. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Well, today I'm really excited about today's theme because this is a theme that I don't particularly think I'm an expert in, but I'm so excited to acquire more knowledge through today's adventure because I know you, JW, are such an expert in our theme, which is Tyra Banks. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. We always like to start the show off with our credits. Uh, Caitlin, you know, what are your credits? Well, as I've embarrassingly mentioned before on the podcast, mm-hmm. I did attend modeling school as mm-hmm. a young elementary uh kid yeah uh and took it very seriously loved runway i was all about runway not i wasn't so much a television and film person um and then as is consistent with other credits i've had on this show i i did uh interview and fail to get a job at one of tyra's (laughs) many different shows wow um this was I don't actually know if it was Fab Life or something that was kind of proto Fab Life. It wasn't. I mean, it was Fab Life because it was her and Chrissy Teigen in a panel mm-hmm. show. But I'm not sure it was called Fab Life at that time. Um, I did submit, interview, and not get the job. Thank wow, you. that's awesome. I've never, <laughs> I've never been rejected by Tyra, nor have I ever gone to modeling school. But I did go to like a a makeup class as a Love kid it. like as a, a as a like elementary school like yeah i remember like my friend and i were signed up by our moms and we would have to like we would get dropped off at the makeup counter and like take this class um that's as probably as close as i've ever gotten to being a model because as a as a as a small baby like baby baby <laughs> um my parents were approached about me being a baby model my dad was all in my mom said no and to this day, I hold it over my head, my mom's head that like, yeah. I, I can't pay the bills because you didn't let me be a baby model. So I could have known Tyra. It is weird for a mom to root against a child so hard. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that my mom didn't want me to be friends with Tyra Banks. But there you have it, world. She didn't want me to be friends with Tyra. <sighs> JW, like, I know what your credentials are, but like, share them with the world. Yeah, so... As y'all mentioned, I host a podcast with two other uh, co-hosts of mine called Pod Leadem, which if you're familiar with Top Model is a play on Pot Leadem, which is Top Model spelled backwards, Oh, which is something gosh. they introduced in Cycle 17, the all-star cycle, <laughs> um, and it just became one of the biggest memes of the show, in a show that just is about generating memes, truly. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, and I yeah, I've hosted that show for three years now. We're just about to start we're this Wednesday, as of the time of we're recording this, we're releasing the first episode about cycle nine. So we've already Ooh, done wow. we went back, we've done eight seasons of the show. And uh I, I'm really lucky to do the show because we have pe- we've really connected people. And I think it was just <laughs> the right timing of quarantine. A bunch of people came and was like rewatching it and getting into the show again. And Tyra Banks is the absolute master of keeping herself in the media. Yeah, she will find a way. So true. Do you know so what her, her newest venture is? I, I can't wait. I'm not sure hear. which one you're talking about because there could be multiple. <laughs> the newest of the new is. Smize Cream, her own ice cream brand. Thought you were going to say eye cream. Oh, oh, and you should, because 
is smizing about your eyes? Absolutely. Is she more of a model and a makeup person? Absolutely. No, it's just an ice cream brand. It's got a <gasps> Instagram that started about a week ago with four posts on it. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. Watch that out, is... Ben and Jerry. <laughs> She's coming for you. Now, what's the spin? I haven't. Is there anything special about Smice Cream? No. Tyra Banks doesn't really. <laughs> she doesn't really do special. She just lends her name to a product. And then it, that wow. is special. Truly. You're right. You're right. Right, right, right. right. Well, I mean, uh, it works because I want it. <laughs> but just 100%. like you were talking about Fab Life. It was just another panel talk show, but yes. but it was Tyra, mm-hmm. right? Wow, um, incredible! This is just the perfect, I think, seg into game yes. number one. A game called Tyra Fail or Tyra Shall. <laughs> I think we all know Tyra is a successful model, host, writer, businesswoman, mm-hmm. actor, uh, children's summer camp owner. Shout out to the T-Zone. Um, <laughs> and of course, mainly known for America's Next Top Model, where you would hear these fabulous words. Tyra Mail! Tyra Mail means... Tyra has called, but in this game, we will be uh, exploring JW's knowledge, but also opinions about what Tyra should do next in a game, again, that's called Tyra Fail or Tyra Shall, which doesn't rhyme exactly. (laughs) Also, I might be wrong, but I seriously think I know what episode that particular clip was from, which is so (laughs) sad because they're all the same. (laughs) I love it. I'd have to look it up, but I, I'm I myself am not positive. Despite scourging, if it ends up it. being Cycle Nine and it's a girl named Heather with long brown hair, she famously like waited a full pregnant pause before saying it, and it's one of the oddest clips. I think that was yeah. it then. Um, so you are going to tell us Tyra fail or Tyra shall. Tyra will start her own television network. I think that's actually going to be a Tyra fail. Wow. And here's why. Tyra jumps from project to project very quickly. Most Mm -hmm. projects, even her like award winning talk show, like Emmy award winning talk show. Once she won the Emmys, she was done. And I truly think a TV network might be too grand of a project to insert herself into temporarily. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Tyra joins Real Housewives. I think that could be a Tyra shall. <laughs> <gasps> what city and, and, and what kind of storylines do you think she'll drive? I mean, it has to be one of the ones in California because right. she... Yeah, probably Beverly Hills. Yeah, she... Um, I just don't think she'd fit... I don't watch a lot of Real Housewives, but I from the yeah. New York I've seen, I don't think she'd fit in with that particular no. group. I agree. And I think now that she's become a mama, I think that right. she mm. might, like, use that as kind of her in, so to speak, to being, like, a housewife. As a as I a nomenclature. That. Oh man, can you just imagine her like intro thing? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I feel like she's got to be our our lead on Real Housewives of Malibu. Wow. Absolutely. A third Southern California. Yes. Yeah. I think she's we originally from uh, Inglewood. Yeah, so she's from Southern. If California. it's anywhere in that area. Inglewood, I think, is closer to the OC, yeah. which would have been truly the craziest kind of people. <laughs> All right. Will Tyra do comedy? Tyra Shell, here's why. It's already happened. Ah! Mm. Oh, no. She has been a guest on so many like improv comedy places. That's true. Mm-hmm. And they even showed that in the show. I think it was, uh, I'm not going to remember exactly. I feel like it was IO, but I think whenever I don't know a comedy theater, I just think it's <laughs> IO because they did the real world too. Like the real yeah, world yeah, yeah. season at IO. <laughs> um, and I feel, look, here's the thing. We've talked about it on our podcast. She's not a bad sketch comedian. Like, no. do you want no. her to be the lead? No. Can you give her a wacky voice in three lines? Absolutely. <gasps> you know where she you know what's gonna happen now 
we're going to have to get her on a black lady sketch show. <gasps> I mean, I would actually be surprised if she never, if she didn't ever appear truly. I mean, I yeah. feel like a black lady sketch show is the legends ball of, of sketch right. shows. And she was a member of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? There you go. She can get in with Oprah. So <laughs> will Tyra, now this is, this is okay. Will Tyra design a fashion line? Hmm. Hmm. I'll make it a Tyra shall. That being said, I think it will be more of an accessory line. Yes. Um, which famously on the show they always pronounce it accessory instead of accessory. So that's why I've I've just learned to pronounce accessory. it that way at this point. <laughs> um I think what she would probably do is a jewelry line if she did anything. Because gotcha. in cycle two of the show, she designed heavy quotation marks a necklace for the contestants it was a necklace that just said tie and they all just wore tyra's name around their neck but she's just theoretically designed the necklace before i just think it's funny she's she really has not ventured into this space which would be a pretty natural fit you could just partner with a designer and like even just slap your name on it i will say being on her website over the weekend preparing for this all of her like um, branding for her like coming back to being a model, like the whole she's now Banks because she's a little bit older, a little bit thicker, a little bit different. I would not be surprised if she came out with like swimsuits f- in extended sizes, like that are like geared towards like body, like thicker bodies. Especially since she recently was on Sports Illustrated again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think, you, you know, she famously is on the sport, the cover of Sports Illustrated. And that's a really good idea, actually. And also it feels like might be a hole in the market. I don't know. I, yeah. I can't swim, so I've literally never bought a swimsuit. So <laughs> you tell me if there's a hole in the market. All right. He's not the target demo. All right. And lastly, will Tyra Banks run for president? Oh, absolutely. Tyra fail. She would. <laughs> Can you imagine? How quickly and easily people would dig up dirt on her. We already do it all the time. <laughs> oh, Tyra. Though I will say uh, she is uncancelable because every I know. everything about her life she's filmed. <laughs> well, that and she's also like early on had the POV of like, I'm learning. We're all out here in the world. Like she figured out that game way before. So quick. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. quick. I, so... I bet she'll go down as the first celebrity to ever apologize. <laughs> She might have been the first celebrity. <laughs> uh, well, while we put Tyra in the annals of history, we will be taking a break. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. 
and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Together. All right. Well, who knew editing a Wikipedia page was so easy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say Tyra Banks, because having done research for this uh, episode, I think it's pretty clear that she keeps a team member with uh, an eye on that entry. It's it's pretty um, tidy, I would mm-hmm. say, and has no, not one ex-boyfriend on there. Wait. So I think she's keeping track. That's one thing Tyra Banks is exceptionally good at is keeping her private life private. Yep. I like yeah. forget that she has a child. Like totally. Truly. Like I've read and, and that's... that she wrote with her mom that actively mentions and names her child. And even still I'm like, oh right. Which good for her. Honestly. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. It is weird though that she dates so many celebrities but then doesn't want you to know about like just just date someone else then. <laughs> maybe she is dating someone else too oh wait it's a different oh my god there's so many (laughs) levels i didn't oh tyra outwitted me again (laughs) um well that makes sense given what my thesis is this week um you know I'm, i'm kind of turning to a systematic educational issue which i've been pondering for a while which is i think middle school is like a a pretty much a waste of time and it's you know elementary school we're learning to read uh, math High school, we're doing higher level. Middle school, you know, there's not a lot of brain development in that time. And it's, I just don't think, I think those three years, kids should just be allowed to be feral pretty much. But (laughs) a replacement that I thought of is they should just watch um, the Tyra Banks show on YouTube because it has so many (laughs) lessons for us. Okay. And they can go at their own pace, but all, all of the, you know, the content that they need is right there. Because for middle school, it's less subject-based, a lot more behavioral, I think, and social things that they need to, to learn. So if you don't know the Tyra Banks show, uh, it was done from 2005 to 2010. Um, and here's the thing. It has a lot of different topics. Like, talk shows, like, at the height of the 90s, they would really hyper-specialize. Like, Maury, of course, always did, like, Who is the Father? Jerry Springer tended to do your cheating on me reveals um tyra i would not say as much had such a specific outlook but they're always like from her own point of view um and then complicated (laughs) (laughs) not Mm -hmm. a bad Mm -hmm. suffering (laughs) if i were to add one thing to her point of view yes but she says this and i do also think it's honest and genuine She's very woman focused. Like mm-hmm. her stuff it's is, is it's kind of like by women for women is a little bit of the brand. She wants to empower young girls. That's a message that gets shoved in your face a lot with Tyra stuff. Totally, totally. Um, so for sex ed slash career day, I'm going to submit that we can just watch the episode where Tyra goes undercover as a stripper. Now, wow. Tyra goes, she she gets prosthetics, and actually they're pretty good. It does not really look like Tyra, but it, it looks pretty normal. So uh, shout outs, and I hope an Emmy nod back in the day for the makeup people. <laughs> so she names, names herself uh, Chanel, and she goes and like learns about... Uh, the, the cameras are following her. I don't know why how Chanel tells people that that makes sense, but um, they seem to not question. And... Um, Interestingly, the episode is from the point of view of like, we want to know why our men are going to these strip clubs. It's not (laughs) from like the workers point of view of like, while she does ask these questions, it doesn't really come from a place of like, what is it like to be a stripper? It's more like, I need to figure out why guys want to go to strip clubs, which is just endearing and it's very Tyra to me like Tyra has been a swimsuit model for 30 years like 25 and she's super hot but she doesn't seem like the sexiest person or the most sexual like this episode just seems to be like her like I gotta look into this sex stuff (laughs) I gotta (laughs) examine what's going on there I think it's Um, truly because she has figured out perfection in terms of a look and so that's not sexualized 
anymore. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like, this is literally how I can look my absolute best. And whether you find it sexy or not. Totally. It's like her angle, basically. Yeah, because she even, you know, famously said, like, um, start ho and make it fashion. And it's just an angle change. It's just putting your arms forward. That's like what making it fashion means. But it's (laughs) the same body. Um, Yeah. So this is Tyra um, when she is at the strip club. I feel icky. But the sad thing is... The longer that I stay here, the less icky I feel. When I first walked into the private dancing room, I was in shock. I was like, oh my god, there's a lady over there dancing. And oh my gosh, there's a lady dancing on a man over there. And then five minutes went by, and 10 minutes went by, and 30 minutes went by, and it started to look normal. And that's it. One thing that I wanted to do was actually go out on the stage and dance. I wanted to look in those men's eyes and know what are you getting out of this. So she wanted to look in men's eyes and learn what they're getting out of uh, strippers. This Mm -hmm. was a a big point of confusion for her. Uh, So the whole thing is, is she going to get up there and strip? Now, I don't think there's a point where she ever learns a routine or anyone gives her any (laughs) pointers on dancing. So I'm not sure what it was ever going to be. But ultimately, it leads us to this. It was time for me to perform on the main stage. The closer I got to the curtain backstage, the more I realized what I was about to do. Watching the woman that was performing on stage, I felt so sad. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I I pulled that curtain back, and they were yelling, you know, announce me Chanel. So that is her <laughs> almost stripping, seeing someone that she found sad, who, by the way, the camera is on. So you see that person. Cool. And, and then deciding not to do it. it she is, um, she does interview strippers in this, but it seems <laughs> so hard for her to, like, understand anything they say it's so funny first of all she does something that we talk about that tyra does a lot which we call top model math where people count but it's not in any rhythm so i loved when she did five ten thirty minutes and i'm like "Mm, i guess that's not really a pattern in any way shape or form tyra oh my gosh Uh, but also that music just listening i hope that's what they got the emmys for was just the background music Uh, the score when she was sad and saw that sad woman the underscoring yes Um, it's fascinating that she doesn't like you said like you set it up she doesn't understand why anyone would watch a stripper no like no and i'm like i don't stripping is very different from modeling i suppose but i feel like you're still looking at someone that you find sexy attractive etc and that's getting a reaction from you so i feel like she should be able to take her brain there yeah and she cannot and maybe that's it maybe it's too close like she doesn't she doesn't want to make the connection you just did so she's like can't get it don't understand um so that so that is our sex ed and career day class okay. next up we have health and this is an episode that tyra banks this is the fat did. Suit episode correct oh. uh but another thing she does which is endlessly complicated is create a town called waitville now, this is a town where she <laughs> puts together eight people, uh, one female and one male of each oh of God. the four body types that I guess she's decided exist, <laughs> <laughs> which are, just so you know, average, okay. fit, fit <laughs> s- skinny, and fat. Oy, oy, oy. And she doesn't just put them in a little town. It's a little circus. So 
they have to what? Uh, put together a circus, and that means giving each other jobs. There's no boss. They have to decide who gets each role. What? This is bananas. Welcome to Waitville, the weight carnival with thrills, chills, and men and women of different shapes and sizes. First things first. Before you play the next clip, before you... Oh. Sorry, before I play... Can, can you imagine if you went to a circus and that's how the ringmaster introduced it? Welcome. There is I cannot. And people of all body types. <laughs> oh I'd my God. Out. I'd leave. <laughs> Uh, so this next clip is the group of people arguing over uh, what jobs they will make each other do. Oh, my God. Um... The jobs of Waitville must be determined. Please assign the following jobs. Ringmaster, daredevil, acrobat, fortune teller, clown, pooper scooper, pickpocket, elephant, I don't know. I think I could be a good ringleader. I'm relatable to everybody. Average guy, average size. Nobody's looking for average. Everybody's looking for something extreme. And I represent it. I'm a big, beautiful woman. Yeah, I think me no, big no guy. I never vote for you because I think you're big, you're overweight, and people like you can't really get a lot of stuff done. We need somebody like me I don't know. that wow. has, has skills that can do everything from A to Z. People look down to obese people. I think that it takes a lot to be mentally strong and physically strong. Okay, why don't we do a vote? The job of ringmaster went to Nick, the average size man. Oh, look at that. Next, Imani makes a good case for the role of daredevil. I'm not afraid to take risks because I can do that. I'm not ashamed of my body. But in the end, the group votes for Kelly. So obviously, it's obvious right here. All right, all right. For the extremes he takes his body to. The role of acrobat was debated. I don't think so. Let's, let's come on. Wait, Bill? Well, yeah, no, let's do know, it. Please, you can't be an acrobat. You'll break in two. I'm actually afraid to even hug you. I'm afraid to go. I mean, I'm healthy, though. You I won't break in half. I'm not you afraid. You're 80 pounds. You look like you you're hungry. Throw up? I know that I could be that. I know that. I can't. I can't. Um, so, I don't know if she also told them, please be aggressively awful. <laughs> That was, every that was hard. Like everyone always came in hot when they were ready to do a, a segment. I mean, they all say the worst things to each other. And it's just to assign roles. It's just a social experiment. There is no circus at the end. It's crazy. There's not even a reward. It, <laughs> it's just do this, no, please. Like there's, no, no, oh there's nothing God. that comes from this except them looking exactly. like jerks. They were just mean. They were horrific to each other. Awful. And turned it on each other so quickly. Like, would just throw it back. Nightmares. Nightmare people. I'm um, shocked. And, and it's like a little unclear what Tyra's message is at the end. I mean, in, in certain ways, it seems like she's almost like a model, like, trying to figure out what's going on for the rest of you. <laughs> Feels like the rest of you should get along. Well, a lot of Tyra's stuff feels like she really comes into it trying to make a point and the point there's like never a thesis statement it's no. never i want to prove this true or this untrue it's just i have an experiment let's see what happens totally yeah totally and at the end it's just like people talking about their experience in the room and then being like we were sad and like kind of they like we all understand each other, but kind of not. It's just really, really strange and cruel. Can we also talk uh, about how in the circus, jobs included pickpocket and elephant? Which <laughs> I'm going to argue aren't jobs in a traditional circus. Uh, but that's health class for the middle schoolers. Now let's move on to guidance counseling and, and to learn about friendships. Uh, because there's an incredibly, incredibly important episode where Tyra invites her frenemy but more of enemy naomi campbell onto the show we just um, talked about this on this pod lead him a couple episodes back <laughs> if you don't know naomi campbell she is another supermodel um she is not america's sweetheart she's <laughs> england's top bitch she's wonderful um, can we say this beautiful. though recently yeah. on twitter someone did something that went very viral that was Growing up and maturing is learning that Naomi Campbell was on the right side and Tyra was on the wrong side. 
I I do actually want to say I think that the lesson to be learned from the clip that I'm going to play is try to act like Naomi whenever you are put in these situations. Wow. Uh, if you don't know, from Tyra's perspective, it is that uh, Campbell, the model who's three to four years older, bullied her when Tyra was new to the scene uh, as a runway model, and and they were. Um, Compared a lot because of racism and people feeling like there could only be one top black model, uh, which isn't either of their faults, but uh, Tyra feels that Naomi did not handle that very well. Okay. Let's listen. I had your pictures all over my bedroom walls. And I don't know if you remember. Do you remember the Azadina Laya fashion show? Yeah, that we did when together? we had the braids. Yes. Yeah, I we remember. The and the little white really things yeah yes. I remember so you remember well. that fashion yeah, yeah, show yeah. and i called my aunt i said she's right behind me oh my gosh she's so beautiful she's right here can you believe it can you believe it can you believe it just just a couple of weeks ago i was at home looking at her pictures and now i'm in a fashion show with her <laughs> but naomi do you remember what you said to me that's now, I want you something to... awful and cruel awful what did i say you said i heard you talking about me which i do i hear everything from everywhere yes no but no you said you heard me physically you were right behind me you right. heard me talking about you you called me a, the B word, uh -huh. and you said, and we have a photo shoot to do in Anguilla, and it's not going to be pleasant if, I, if you're talking about me like that. I probably did and say that. Why did you say that? Because I probably just heard the tail end or just thought it must be negative, which yeah. it wasn't negative, so now it's something yeah. new. So I'm really sorry. That was upsetting. What are some of the things that, um, specific things that people would say? You, and, you could, it, and, and she just, Tyra does I think some crocodile tears up top here when she's talking <laughs> about how she the sentiment might be real but I just don't know that she was really crying when she was talking about how Naomi was a hero of hers and that's why it hurt which I do believe her that that's why it hurt but and if you've never seen this episode of the Tyra show this was like a huge build up it's all on YouTube I think and it is 100% yeah and the whole thing and what she did was she didn't have a live audience for it even Correct. though it took place on the Tyra show set so to silence, to complete and utter silence, she and Naomi Campbell walk out and just have a 40-something minute conversation. And it is one of the most bizarre episodes <laughs> of television you will ever see. And weirdly comforting in the time of quarantine because it's almost like, oh, this could take place now. <laughs> like, True, true. And, and there's a funny thing where this is not the only time when Tyra brings up that show, Naomi keeps going with the braids. Like Naomi thinks so fashion and look, it's just a very different model's perspective. Like she keeps going like, you mean with the braids and with the white shirt? She's like, yes, but it's like she doesn't think that way at all. I thought it was very interesting. I truly think Naomi Campbell was never bothered by Tyra. No, I think she did the show to be nice and, and, you know, get a little PR for both of them. But it was like, I think she was a little surprised that it wasn't more like, let's have fun and remember, like, being a fun, mean runway model. That was cool. <laughs> and it wasn't that she was surprised. Uh, but the last uh, the last class in your, your middle school curriculum, you know, we've had health, sex ed and guidance counseling. But we're going to do civics, um, uh, you know, a classic topic. And uh, Tyra Banks interview with a then Senator Obama. Um, I was not able to find my absolute favorite clip of this that I just have from memory of seeing it in 2007. And I don't know. I, I guess. I'm surprised to say Obama's people seem to have farther reach than Naomi's because his whole ep is not up anymore, which is a bummer. But she, he was just trying to say something nice to her. He said, you succeed at everything you do or something like that. Again, I'm remembering from 13 years ago. And she goes, no, I had a single. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I, I bet it was good. Honestly, that's incredibly clear-eyed of Tyra in a way that she normally is not. But it did give us this. This is actually, I think, I, I don't know, JW. I, I, I'll defer to you whether this is off-brand for Tyra, but it is funny what happens. What I was able to find uh, that she does. All right, now some of you guys might not know this, but Senator Obama loves basketball. He loves to watch basketball. He loves to play basketball. In fact... He was a leading scorer in college. He got some b-ball hoops. No, no, no. I, I heard you were. I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I, wait, wait, wait. I don't, I don't want to perpetrate these rumors. I, the, uh, I, play, I, I played well in high school. 
and you know I have uh, I've kept it up a little bit. But so she claims that he was a leading scorer when in fact he did not play college basketball. <laughs> I love it. I'm not I'm going to get ahead of this rumor and just squash it now. Well, because she has a basketball hoop set up like she's going to make this whole segment about basketball and it's crazy. It's just it's amazing to me that the the producers wrote that and either she ad-libbed that she just winged it or the producers actually put that with him never playing college basketball. It's crazy. Tyra has this interview style that is both on Top Model and The Tyra Show and probably Fab Life, anything she does, where she never asks what I would call a true open-ended question. She only asks leading questions, and then she does not know what to do if you don't take the bait. Right. So she, you know, she'll be like, if you, you know, had been uh, accused of some crime, you'd be like, so the crime you did a couple of years ago, you felt bad about that, right? And you you have to be like, I I did not do a crime. But if you say that, she's like, but we can agree, can't we, that a crime did happen and you did it. Like she, it, <laughs> well, she's not that embarrassed. Uh, like when when future president is like, um, uh, no, that that's just not right. She's like, no. <laughs> Okay. I never knew she, she interviewed was... Obama. That's a big get. Huge. Oh, it's a great interview. And again, I regret I don't have more of it for you all because there's another part where he she asked like, "What's the best president you president you ever got, Michelle?" And he was just kind of like, uh, "A vase or something." Like it just was. It was like it was just not on any topic. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's my thesis. I don't think middle school's out. The Tyra Banks show, once we can get the full Obama on YouTube, is in. Mm -hmm. Very much so. It's amazing. Like, the Tyra show, I'm so surprised that it only lasted five years. Is that still more than the Confederacy? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But, you know, it, it seems like it was on for at least a decade in my head, because there's so many episodes that even if you didn't watch the show, because we didn't even talk about, I didn't even watch that show that often, but we didn't even talk the, you can kiss my fat ass with the swimsuit, Mm -hmm. the one where she pretended to have rabies, (laughs) the one where she gave everyone an Oprah style gift, but it was actually just a a bedazzled jar of Vaseline. Like, yeah, she just, oh, oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah. If you if you've never heard about this, she does and she wants to be Oprah. That's yeah. truly who Tyra wants yes. to be on this talk show, and she has everyone. I've got my one beauty secret. Look under your chairs. You all have it. You all have it. And everyone pulls out this bedazzled little container, and you can't tell what it is because it's all full of jewels. And she's like, "It's Vaseline, and you get Vaseline, and you get Vaseline." And everyone's like, "Well, it's Vaseline." Like, <laughs> like cool. <laughs> Thanks. Oh man amazing well i think uh i think i need to take a quick break so i can call and make an appointment to get my next surgery scheduled we'll be right back all right we're back and apparently my insurance does not cover uh elective cosmetic surgery so i will have to postpone It's weird. It's weird. Uh, But you know what? That's okay, because we've got a great game to play with you now, JW. Are you ready for this game? Yeah. Okay. So in addition to being a model and a personality, Tyra Banks is also well known for what Elite Daily has called her whimsical invention of words. So, JW, I know that you're a real pop culture scholar, so I'm going to put your 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 knowledge to the test by seeing if you know the difference between words Tyra has made up and words another prolific wordsmith named William Shakespeare has made up. And this game is called hmm. Billy Shakes or Tyra Banks. Yay, what a good title. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I will give you the word and then you'll tell me who created it. All right, the first one, this one's an easy one. This one I'm just giving to you. It's Smize. That's, of course, Tyra Banks. Give it up for Tyra and the Smize. Yes. You want a fun fact about of that course. word? 
in yes. the so top model was on for 24 cycles she didn't introduce that until cycle 13 wow. even though i feel like it's no. such a part of the series oh i didn't realize that she might have said smile with your eyes but she had a very specific like it's the petite cycle with the shorter <gasps> models and it's very specifically she comes in as a character named super smize to introduce oh, no. you to the world of smize uh. and defeats a photographer with her smize <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, one point JW, but bonus points JW. You're starting off with plus five. All right. So our next word is marketable. Is it Billy Shakes or Tyra Banks? Tyra would have said bankable. So it's got to (laughs) be Billy Shakes. You are absolutely correct. And we love to see you show your work. Uh, All right. we're, (laughs) We're two for two. This next one is beautytainment. Oh, that is Tyra Banks when she started Tyra Beauty. (laughs) Absolutely. Her MLM. (laughs) All right, you are... Footnotes. That didn't last as long as the Confederacy. (laughs) (laughs) That was a very short-lived Very short-lived. All right, you are three for three. We're going to see if you can keep on going. The next word is yelping. Yelping. I assume that's... Willie Shakes. You assumed correctly. Yes, he did invent the word yelping. All right. This next one. Let's see if you can get it. This next word is swagger. <laughs> Was it Billy Shakes or Tyra Banks? Who invented swagger? I'm I'm gonna go with Willie Shakes. You're correct again! Yes, William Shakespeare did invent the word swagger. That is incredible <laughs> i had no idea right he's he's he's, he's good. almost as good as tyra all right this last we got one last one for you who invented the word flossum <laughs> that's tyra 100%. wow you're six for six now jw you're so good at this i think that the only right thing to do is to now ask you on the spot to invent a word i think your knowledge of english is so fantastic we need you to invent your very own word sure well in the grand tradition of tyra banks and by the way listeners this is truly me on the spot and i'm buying time by talking out loud <laughs> uh, but in the grand tradition of tyra banks i want a portmanteau i want to uh, because she loves yes. just to be like here's a word and here's a word and i'm gonna put them together um i i i have been cutting a lot of crop tops lately <laughs> And I, it, I think you really have to cut a couple of crop tops before you figure out your personal mm-hmm. length. So I want to say that your personal best crop top length is your crink. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's a beautiful word. It's going to enter it. the lexicon right there alongside Smize and Flossum. Uh, <laughs> And yep. for some people that's Ooh. higher, for some people that's lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're they're all welcome in Waiteville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome to have a hell of a time in Waiteville. Well, congratulations, JW. You are a master of words and clearly know your stuff. Which is why today for my thesis, I you know, I, I admit to coming to this class today not feeling like an expert per se. And so I'm actually really curious to hear you two um, kind of work through and help me process if my thesis is correct or not. So, okay. It's so interesting. Like I think when I think of Tyra, like I, I, something about being like a, a young girl in the nineties makes you feel like, you know, Tyra really well, even though upon Mm -hmm. researching for this episode, I was like, I don't know Tyra as well as I thought I did. I was never like a regular America's Next Top Model watcher. I was never a regular Tyra watcher. I was like, what do I, like, where did I consume Tyra from? And for me, it was more of her like film and TV appearances in the late 90s and early 2000s. Like for me, 
my memories of her are like she did an eight episode arc on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. She did an arc mm-hmm. on New York Undercover. She did Just Shoot Me. She was a voice on Happily Ever After, Fairy Tales for Every Child. She did Love Stinks, The Hughleys, Love and Basketball. She was on Felicity, my favorite. Um, and right. then she did movies like Halloween and Coyote Ugly and just she did so much she was even on american dreams which is a short-lived show that i absolutely love um but she did a lot of film and tv and i was looking at her imdb page and you know she still does stuff here and there like she actually has quite a bit of voiceover stuff coming out in the next year or two but i was looking at her roles and i really truly feel that america's next top model was just too big of a hit and it prevented us from having a world in which Tyra Banks is like a true film and TV star. Like if that show was less successful, she would have been a series regular by now or had like a film, like a starring roles in a films because I think she was actually really good. Like when I look at like Life Size, the TV movie that she made, or when I look at her performance in Coyote Ugly or Felicity, like she was good. She's like, she's got it, but she never like really did it. And I think it's because personally i don't think it's her talent i think it was that she found this other thing that was just like easier money maybe because she um i think you're right and and also gossip girl um she was also a more recent thing she was on the last uh, i don't know if it's the last season but she was on glee she was on glee yeah well and she's done black and she keeps she'll do little things here and there but like i i think she's got like first on the call sheet star power and I think the only reason she never took that rightful throne is because America's Next Top Model was such a big winner that she didn't need to. You know what I think she would have really been? And you touched on it a hmm. little bit. I think Tyra actually would be and is, when the few times she's done it, an incredible voice actor. I think she can do a lot of different accents. She even talks about it in her book that when she traveled to different countries, just her favorite thing to do is try to pick up the accent and she learned she could do it really quickly. And she can also just make up. I think that's truly why she felt like she could have a singing career. She was like, well, I can, my voice is interesting and strong. That didn't lead to like a singing ability. But uh, yeah, I think, I think she could have been like a lead on like, a king of the hill or something. You know what I mean? Like something wow. where you're kind of playing one voice iconically in that. She does have three animated guest spots coming up. She's going to be on the Chicken Squad, Animaniacs, and Rugrats. So she's got three. She's wow. got three different things. She, Animaniacs? That's yeah, fun. Yeah, she's in at least one episode uh, for Animaniacs. So she... And I truly wonder if she was ever on like the Proud family. It's not credited. The, Okay, because they they just had so many iconic yeah. guests on that show. Sure. Yeah. I think I think you're right, Lauren. I think that she likes to be the boss. So I think like you're right. Once she had this bird in the hand where she's the EP, she's the focus, she's mm-hmm. the mentor. It's just going to be hard for her, I think, to either like let's not even say audition, even parts she's offered, but go on and like someone else yeah. wrote it. A director's telling you where to do stuff co-stars can affect your performance you, you're just you're so not in control mm-hmm. as an actor that i think that from a professional side would stymie her a bit i think too along that side which i all think i think that's all very good points i think tyra is extremely precious and it's worked out for it but extremely precious with her personal brand mm-hmm. and i think it would have to be let's say it's a tv yeah. series regular role i think the Tyra we know now would have had to pick a role that she would be comfortable being known as forever. Yes. Like, I think she's comfortable with America's next top model being her legacy. I think she's comfortable with the Tyra show being part of her legacy and being sports illustrated. Obviously she is, she returned to it, but like she would have had to, and and she loved, she doesn't really talk about Fresh Prince. She talks about Will Smith. Yeah. She loved that she was with Will Smith. Eight yes, episodes. That's not a small amount. Like, that's no. a, that's a big arc. I didn't know it was eight. I thought it was like I was like I would have guessed like three or something. She did eight. So I'm curious, like looking, you know, thinking about her her sort of like star quality. Are there any TV shows or 
major films that you're like, man, I bet this could have been hers. Like, what do you think she like? What do you think she said no to? That's out there. <sighs> okay, I. Hmm. You know what? Like she, this is not something she would have said no to because I don't think she's been out mm-hmm. of the acting game. Um, but the movie that came out last year with Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish with Salma Hayek as their <gasps> like adversary oh. boss, I think like Tyra as an adversary that boss. Because she's funny. I think. I think this is the problem though. She is funny, and I think that's what she'd be good at. But I think for her, she struggles with that's not the most prestigious part of film yeah. and television acting. So she can't, in her own mind, is it worth pursuing if it's not going to be recognized in that way? I, I think, and this is a little bit because of the Glee reference, but I think her style of acting and it's her comedy is a little broad, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, it's good. It's like sketch comedy, truly. I think, I honestly think that she could have been, you know, to, if if we're not thinking about ages yeah. or anything, I actually think she could yeah. have been someone on like a Mad TV, she was um, on an In Living Color, something like that. <gasps> and I think she actually was on Mad TV for she like did a couple of um, she did something with yeah, Deborah did. Wilson. Um, Wait, but now that you've said it, I've been obsessed with the idea of In Living Color coming back, like getting a reboot. How fun would she be on an In Living Color reboot? I honestly hope she at least guest or host or something. I think so. I think I I thought of Mad TV too, and I know she did do it, and but it's just that seems really yeah. her aesthetic. Um, and I think uh, while I think she is in judgment of those things when she's deciding to do them, I don't think yeah. in the moment she is. I think in the moment she is a good comedic actor, not in And I think she them. gets it. I was going to say uh, two things that I thought of. I think she would be good on any Ryan Murphy mm. thing. I think Ryan Murphy's her aesthetic. Yeah. Like, I could have seen her on Nip Tuck. <gasps> Ooh. Especially since she has I mean, an interesting relationship with plastic surgery. Yeah. Like, right. being thrust upon her or whatever. Uh, not being thrust yeah, upon yeah. You know how you just give people <laughs> plastic surgery? Kinda. Yeah, <laughs> punk. Yeah. Um, I also, there's this actress. Did either of you ever watch ABC Family's Greek? Of course I did. Okay, you know um, um, the, uh, the roommate, yeah. Ashley, who I think the actor's name is Amber Stevens? Mm-hmm. I know exactly who you're talking about. I think she looks so much like a slightly younger Tyra Banks. And I think that the two of them, as a mother-daughter, or even, honestly, probably sisters, sisters or something point, yeah. like that, would be great. And Amber Stevens continues to get work. So I would love for Tyra to do, like she was on the Carmichael's mm-hmm. and I can't remember, and she was on Ghosted and I, I can't remember what she's on now, but she she's one of those people that's always going to get a new gig. Yeah. And I would love for Tyra to play a relative of hers just because they look so similar in my head. They would be great. Like they could totally play sisters or they could play the Tyra was like a, like a Lorelai and Rory, like super young mom th- gag. Which, which is, which was leading me actually to the point that I was going to have, which is, you know, Tyra's still vibrant. She's still young. Like, it's not too late for her to give us her as a TV star. And I would love nothing more than to see her play like a sitcom mom. Like, I want her to be a sitcom mom so bad. You know what? I was just going to say sitcoms. And I, I wonder if she was ever in the discussion for any of those 90s sitcoms. Like, like I mean, obviously not Friends because it's famously yeah. not inclusive to black people or people of color. But like, her as Rachel Green perfect actually makes sense. perfect sense Oh to my me. God, she would have been such an iconic Rachel Green. And like, uh, even like the the... Like the just shoot me's or the oh, or, um, you know those news um um uh, news radio news radio oh. I feel like is kind of the aesthetic too like one of those yeah. shows like that or um Spin City mm-hmm. yes I which just those had Heather Locklear I feel like a lot of what Heather Locklear has done Tyra, Tyra Banks could have done wow yeah, that's very true. But personality wise, couldn't yeah. be more different. Like Heather's a hoofer, and she's going to like. As far as like not worried about what she's remembered as, I bet Heather Locklear would audition for something if she wanted it. Like no, she doesn't have that kind of ego, I think. No. Okay, I just got excited thinking about what my actual dream is. My actual dream is for Netflix to greenlight a show where Tyra is the the matriarch, Amber Stevens is her daughter, and then Amber Stevens has her daughter, and they have to move back in with her mom. And it's one of those like generational shows of like. Oh, Grandma mm-hmm. Tyra. But she's like the. But that's part of the thing is that like no one can believe she's a grandma because she's so hot. 
right? Like that's like one of the running gags of the show. Right. Yeah. yeah it's like the joke. Her- yeah. And and Tyra's mom lives with them too. <laughs> honestly, Jennifer Lewis. Honestly, and you know what you could do depending on how young you want that last child to be? Tyra's got a two-year-old. <laughs> throw him in the world i mean she's actually so protective of her child she'd probably never, never do that you can tell she does not want her i i get the feeling that she does not want her child to have any part of the entertainment business it's how it feels and that feels safe yeah 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 i like it. that's a great idea oh i would watch right that. how fun would that be i would watch that honestly it could be like remember when bet midler had bet <gasps> yes mm-hmm. that's what it feels like you could literally just call the show Tyra. i wonder you know what i mean i wonder Honestly, what if Bette Midler is Tyra's assistant <laughs> in this show? <laughs> I don't know what Tyra's job is. I guess like fashion designer yeah. or interior designer or something. And There's one thing about Tyra, though. Tyra, when she does other media, usually just plays something in the modeling yes. world. Yeah, A lot of her true. roles are... That's why Coyote Ugly, in her book, she's like, I was a lawyer. And you're like, mm. mm. <laughs> Tyra. We don't see you do that, Tyra. <laughs> Calm down. What about a reboot, and this doesn't make sense, but follow me, of Reba starring <laughs> Tyra. So it's the exact same premise. I love that. I love that so much. Especially since one of her favorite things is like doing a bad Southern accent. That's yes. all I would and want. It, it would be on the same street in Texas. Oh my God, as I would Reba. love it. Reba would make once a season. I wonder oh my if God. anyone listening to the show has proof, like, I wonder if there was ever like a tyra like sitcom that just didn't make it to air like there had to have had to have been it had because it's just money on the table like there was a time where there's there's just no doubt in my mind where that could have sold so why it didn't go forward exactly i don't know but i feel like there was a pilot called tyra an ex-snl writer wrote it it was at nbc fox or maybe even cw upn but if you are that writer, it. or you know that writer, you gotta get on this show. You know who's definitely going to be recurring on the Tyra's fantasy sitcom? Sherry Shepard. Oh, of course. Here's the thing. <sighs> Sherry Shepard is on so many shows. You truly do not remember how many times she is second banana. And I feel like she's the perfect, like, more comedically talented actor who Tyra also wouldn't mind because Sherry Shepard's very much a comedian, not a model. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Totally. Wow, what a dream. What We have really put together an amazing show. Jennifer Lewis and Tyra Banks and Amber <gasps> Stevens and Sherry Shepard. What? And, and Bette Midler. Midler is the assistant. Oh, you know, you know, speaking of uh, Jennifer Lewis, you know, Tyra has a recurring role on Blackish. She and she's great. She does, yeah. She's great. She's so and that just further shows you. Maybe that's just wow. the spinoff because Blackish loves a spinoff. Yeah, Blackish does love a spinoff. They'll accidentally get a spinoff. Call it Tyish. Done. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, Lauren, you have okay, convinced great. me. Y'all, that's all I that's all I came to say. It was that, you know, I really think that she was poised to be a big TV and film star, but like and not that she wasn't a big TV star, but she just took a different path than I would have anticipated. When you look at her right. yeah, not when you look at her at her resume, you're like, oh, this is heading in a certain way, and then it goes, meh. And I'm just like, damn. I, I would have liked, I would like more Tyra and more scripted stuff, but there's still time, Tyra. So hopefully, Tyra, you're listening and you can get your assistant, Bet to start wheeling and dealing and making making it happen. <laughs> oh, what a journey through Tyra yeah. we've taken. Uh, JW, before we say goodbye, is there anything that you think our listeners should know about Tyra that they may not already know? Is there anything that you've discovered in your years of deep diving that you're like, this is an important Tyra fact that everyone should know? Huh. I think that's so interesting because, again, Tyra's an interesting figure because I feel like she's so open about every aspect of her life that I know I obviously do a podcast that's so closely related to her. But in my head, I'm like, What's the secret? What's the reveal <laughs> for Tyra at this point? Um, I actually can't think of anything. I will say this is more about um, her mother, but it relates mm-hmm. to her. In their book, they co-authored a book. I literally have it right here, just in case I wanted to reference it. It's a signed <laughs> copy. And it's um, 
It's called Perfect is Boring, and she wrote it with her mother, Carolyn London, and it's it's fine. It's very it's very much a like a a fluff thing with some fun advice. It's clearly meant for like like um like that middle school, you know, when you don't go to school during middle mm-hmm. school anymore, like that's kind of the age exactly. you should read this because it's okay, a lot great. of advice for like your future. Great. But she truly claims that her mother invented period parties. And like, I just don't think that's true. <laughs> like, I don't know. I have no reference point for like who created that, but I'm just like, I don't think that started with you, but maybe it did. Wow. This is a great question did tyra banks mom invent the concept of period parties i also don't know if those are actually common or if that's something that like a couple of articles on on like jezebel or vulture have like made yeah. me think it's common i think that's the case but nonetheless yeah no <laughs> But you know what? No. <laughs> I, right now. I love it. I love that this is this is a great question that you're leaving out in the ethers for our listeners to contemplate and debate with your families at dinner. <laughs> well, JW, if our listeners want to stan you, where can they follow you and where can they find more more about your podcast? Yeah, the podcast name again is Pod Leadem. It's two words, P-O-D. Um, L E M O D. Like, no, I didn't spell that right. P O D. P O D is pod, and leadum is L E D O M. It's model. It's backwards. The second word. Um, which is really fun. And like you, like all of top models, basically on Hulu, and a lot of it's on Amazon Prime. We're about to start cycle nine, but you can catch up with us, which is super fun. On Twitter, it's my first and last name, J W Crump. Um, also, I got to say, Caitlin, it's so nice to actually meet you. We followed each other on Twitter for such a long time. So I felt long. like I already know you. Um, yes. It's great to hear your last name pronounced out loud. Truly. We always love <laughs> yeah. it. It's Pizza Guy, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and um, if you're on Instagram, it's JW is awful, which was related. To- <laughs> I started it when I had one show that had the word awful in it, and I didn't think ahead. So <laughs> that's where I am there. I love it. Well, it's been Gosh darn delight to have you here today, JW. Absolutely. Thank you. This is this is fun. And I, I I know I go when you go on a podcast, you're like, I listen to the show, I'm a fan, and I'm usually lying. <laughs> I truly have listened to almost every episode and really, really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. I, I followed a lot of new people and discovered a lot of new people thanks to you. Yay! Oh, that's wonderful well, to hear. If you're a fan like JW is, be sure to leave us some love on our iTunes. Give us a five star review, leave a little love note, and we might read it on air. And if you're not already, make sure you're following us. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at We Stand Social and We Stand Social at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know if there's a guest you hope we get on. You know, we are going to reach out to Tyra's mom and see if we can get her on. Yeah. And then if not her, then Tyra, but, but first choice hopefully mom. her. Obviously, we've got some questions about these period parties, and I think only her mom can answer them. <laughs> well, this has been a lovely. We've been We Stand Together, and we'll catch you next week. Sarah Michelle Gellar of Buffy the Vampire. Now the Backstreet Boys are on.